Welcome to Hot Off the Press, a podcast that provides knowledge and emotional support for new and aspiring printers. I'm Jillian of Studio Soprano. And I'm Mariah of Mariah Creates, and we are two letterpress printers who believe in sharing our knowledge and learning together. We're here to help bridge the gap between antique printing methods and modern design. So hang up your apron, put down those palette knives, and let's get into what's hot off the press. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Hot Off the Press. I'm Mariah of Mariah Creates, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Jillian of Studio Soprano. And today we have a very special guest. We are fortunate enough to have joining us from Texas, Sharon of Pressed Paper and Print. Um, She is somebody that Jillian and I both enjoy ordering handmade paper from for not only letterpress, but calligraphy as well. So we're super excited to have you on, Sharon. Thanks for joining us. Oh, can I just say I am super duper excited as well. And you guys are just the bomb diggity. I love you both so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Thank you. We feel the same about you. (laughs) Amazing. Well, um, let's start off with kind of a foundation for everyone listening. So um, Sharon, why don't you tell us just like a little about how you got started? um, And, you know, kind of, I think you started with some calligraphy and watercolor and then kind of evolved to handmade paper. So give us a little rundown on that. Yes, that's that's exactly what happened. Actually, I, I'm a registered nurse as well, and I was a nurse for like 34 plus years. Okay, so I just dated myself a little bit. I'm not a little. I'm not a. I'm not a young whippersnapper like you two, um, but I do have lots and lots of energy, so I can keep up with the best. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I was. I was a nurse. I semi-retired from being a nurse and was doing calligraphy and uh, stationery and watercolor a bit, just because I've always had a creative soul. Um, And then my wonderful son, Alex, was getting married to his beautiful bride, Audrey, and she wanted to have a Merlot-colored handmade paper. And I'm like, I got you. I am going to do the best I can. So I ordered some Merlot handmade paper just to try it out, you know. And I received it. It was absolutely gorgeous, right, with all those beautiful, fluffy decal edges, The problem was Audrey also fell in love with it and I needed a whole bunch more. (laughs) So I went back to the the paper maker and I said, look, I need a a lot more. And, And she said, oh, I don't consistently make that color. You know, it was, I made the color and put it out there and it sold and now it's gone. I'm like, no. (laughs) And I'm like, so I started the search y'all and um, couldn't find at that time. It was almost six years ago. um, You couldn't find a lot of colored handmade paper. There was like white, off white, all gorgeous, uh, maybe a pale gray, but you couldn't find an array of colors. So Um, I started searching and couldn't find anything like it. And so, you know what? I said, Audrey, you know me. I'm going to make this happen. And I started researching how to make handmade paper. Amazing. Yeah, right? So, And I had so much fun splashing in the water and making a hot mess in my laundry room. And (laughs) my husband, John, is like, what the heck are you doing? I'm like, you never mind. And... um, (laughs) So I I was making this and mixing colors and all that to get that perfect color. 
Um, of course, I didn't have a Hollander beater and all that professional stuff at the time, but you know what? It worked and I made it happen. It was in our laundry room. I used a blender and all kinds of other funky stuff and Audrey loved it. So that's all it, that's all that mattered to me. And from there, I posted her uh, wedding suite on Instagram um, and my calligraphy friends and stationers, they're like, where did you get that paper? And I'm like, you're not going to believe this, but I made it in my laundry room. <laughs> and they're, they're like, are you making colored paper? And I'm like, well, I did and I can. And they're like, well, can you send us some samples? I'm like, absolutely. You know how I am. I'm like, okay, I'm going to send the extras out. And sure enough, and that was the beginning of press paper plus print. Yes, we just had our fifth birthday in March. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, I I ate a big old chocolate cake with my (laughs) with my with my team members and you know it's and my husband. So yeah, yeah. That's how it started, y'all. It's like so you know what? If you think you can't, you can. Just do it, do it, do it, and keep doing it. And if you want, you know, make your dreams come true. I never thought I would be doing that still today, you know, making handmade paper, but, but y'all, it just took off like crazy. It was like, wow. Yeah. Um, And, and the product you make, it's so beautiful. Like it's so incredibly beautiful. It's by far my favorite thing to print on. Thank you so much. Um, And I'm glad you said that. It was a nice lead into the, this year I, I used to make a medium weight paper that was very, very smooth and perfect for calligraphy and envelopes, which I still make. Um, and then I made a blended uh, with a couple of different fibers for letterpress. Um, it was thicker, but it still was a little bit um, kind of hard uh, texture. So, you know, as us letterpress printers, we like that soft, cushiony, cottony, pillowy yumminess. And so I started to make 100% cotton and I was kind of worried about it because of the fibers, but it's all Mm -hmm. in how much you beat the fiber to make it that perfect yumminess without a whole lot of fibers sticking up. So I started offering that this year and my friends are loving it. So, and I know you, you've received some, so... Yeah. yeah, love, love, love. And this is actually kind of interesting to me. So uh, when did you start letterpress printing? Okay, yeah. So before I started making paper, I took some uh, letterpress classes in Austin because I've always been fascinated. Y'all, I am not a shopper. I do not go clothes shopping, as you can see. Um, And, you know, if I only if I need to and that kind of thing, I shop for tools and equipment. And, you know, my my kids will say, what do you want for Christmas? And I'll say, oh, I need some new grommets and I need some of this and that. And they're like, what? But anyway, yeah. So just the equipment, the, the massive power behind the equipment, the traditional uh, sentimentalism under it, you know, it just fills my heart. And so I'm like, I'm going to take some printing classes. And so I went to Austin. I learned on a Vandercook and which was awesome. Great for registration. Um, And then from there, then I made the handmade paper. 
And so it kind of evolved together, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I started out with, a, I didn't buy a Vander Cook. I bought a Chandler and Price, Millie. Oh, Millie. <laughs> she's my fave. And I have a, now I have a, um, I have Wendy, who is, you know, obviously um, uh, a windmill. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Help me out here. Heidelberg. Oh. Heidelberg. Heidelberg. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's a monster, but she is so awesome. And I only set her up for foil, hot foil press, and I leave it. Um, and then I have an Aspern. I don't know if you guys are familiar with an Aspern. It's like a Vandercook. They're very rare. They only made like 1,500 of them. And they don't make them anymore. So I bought one oh, of those wow. from. Yeah, I bought one from the Letterpress Museum in California. Oh, very oh, cool. Amazing. That's so funny. It's like, and his name is Bernie. Cute. So, so yeah, it's, it's awesome. So uh, to answer your question after that long, you guys probably built a watch while I was telling you that, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the I it was kind of together, together. parallel. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it's I, we talk a lot about like our natural progression through like learning to letterpress and all of that, and I think you know, so many people share the same journey. Like you start off with calligraphy, which is such a gateway for creatives. We always joke about that, but you know, like think handmade paper is part of why I fell in love with letterpress. Like you see that deep impression and that natural mm-hmm. edge. It's just, it's, it's what letterpress is kind of meant for. If you ask me, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. there's nothing quite, quite as, um, you know, I think signature of letterpress, if you will, than handmade paper, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it just kind of goes with that nostalgic feeling yeah. you get. Yeah. You know, everything's old and traditional and although modern um, design is beautiful on handmade paper letterpress, so dreamy yeah. yeah it is it it has such a romantic touch to mm-hmm. it yeah totally. I always get excited when a client says that they're interested in handmade paper I'm like oh thank you yeah, yeah. we're about to have some fun yeah <laughs> you're my type of people yeah for sure yeah uh, so, okay, so now we know all about your presses, and I love that you are someone who wants to go shopping for equipment because Mariah and I are very much the same. Like, we are constantly on eBay and Craigslist and all of that, <laughs> Try- yeah. auction sites, trying to find all the the fun machines to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you are acquiring presses. Like, how did you make the transition from using, um, you know, like blenders and stuff in your laundry room to having the equipment to make paper? Because that in itself, that's that's a whole industry right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's growing and I love it. I want the handmade paper makers to grow this amazing community. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I started in the laundry room with a blender. Then I moved to my husband's um, an engineer. So it's goes pairs well with my creativeness he's very focused and perfect and you know checks out all the equipment for me and I'm like blah, 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 blah. let's get this let's get that you know? <laughs> and and um so he started searching for a Hollander beater for me and it they're actually hard to come by um unless you want to spend ten to twenty thousand dollars Mm-hmm. Then you can get one in the U.S. But um, what he did was, you know, um, I can't remember, Mark something something or other, I'm so sorry. He sells um, 
critters in Australia and a Mm -hmm. lot of people have them, but you know, John being the engineer, it's the base is uh, like plastic. And he's like, no, 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 you are going to be using this thing to death. I just know it. So we're going to get a metal stainless steel base. So he looked and looked and found one for me, a used one. It's a Raina style. So that's how I got the Hollander beater. Nice. And the difference between the, the, the difference between an actual Hollander beater and a blender is a blender. It it works just fine. If you're just getting started out, of course, it can't Mm -hmm. produce the amount of pulp that you need to do any kind of order. I mean, you'd be doing Mm -hmm. that all day long and going to Goodwill and buying blender after blender after blender as they burn (laughs) up, you know? Yeah. And pray to God it doesn't burn your house down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so, um, so from that's why I needed to to go bigger and badder um, and heavy equipment. And so we purchased that. And what the blender does is just like ice cubes, it chops it up, chop, 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 chop. And a Hollinger beater, it doesn't chop the fibers. What it does is there's a drum in it and a base plate. And as you put put the lever down, the base plate comes up, hits the drum. And it macerates it. It just flattens, oh. flattens, flattens, flattens. And so you get a much stronger, smoother, smoother. No matter, there's, there's all kinds of formulas for my paper, how, how long I beat it. You know, the longer you beat it, the stronger it gets, the smoother it gets, that kind of thing. And depending on the fiber too. But the main difference is a blender chops it which it makes beautiful paper, but it's not strong. You can tear it. You can't fold it very well, um, you know, if you're creasing and that kind of thing. And a Hollander beater macerates it, and it's a very strong piece of paper. Matter of fact, wow. my, my granddaughter, Charlotte Grace, she put one accidentally through the washer, and it came out and dried the same in the same size. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's too funny. That's what amazing. That is yeah. a, a, like, I love when people um, really dive into their creative passions, like whether they make a business out of it or not, but like the knowledge you have about this that you've learned step by step, trial and error, and talking to other people. I mean, it's so fascinating to me. It is so incredibly fascinating to me. And it's really fun when the light bulb goes on, you know, you're like, I call myself a crazy scientist, you know, um, I'm experimenting always and writing tons and tons of notes. It's the whole thing to get it down is to write notes so you can go back if it worked and that kind of thing. <laughs> but, uh, it's like, like my colors, um, you know, so I wanted to become the known as the handmade paper maker that makes a lot of beautiful colors. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. why I started it. So I wanted to be known for that. And so, well, currently our my retail clients um, can order up to 30 colors. And then my special wholesale, pressed wholesale club members, which you both are, yay, <laughs> yay. Um, can get any new colors that, um, that I produce up to I have actually 40 colors and as well as they can um, ask me for custom colors and I'll do that and uh, that's for my my special members Um, but yeah and 
The hard part for paper makers is trying to reproduce that same color. Yeah. Now, just like manufactured paper, there's lot numbers and, you know, just like linens, there's lot numbers. If you want it to match perfectly, you better buy it all, all at one time from the same lot. Yeah. Yep. Same thing with handmade paper. I can match it almost to the T, but it may just be a hair lighter or darker. Um that I will notice and probably your brides and grooms would not notice, but I yeah. notice it. But what I what I do is I create the color and write the recipe down. I weigh everything. Um, you know, I measure and weigh just like if I'm baking. And and for a large job like today's, it has pewter blush, um, winter white, and pewter envelopes. It's gonna be gorgeous. Wow. Um, it's kind of like combo. a Bridgerton thing, right? Yeah. Yay. Especially yeah. with that blush in there too. That'll be really pretty. Yes. And so um, what I do is I make up all the pulp for that whole job so that even if it's a little bit off my sample color, their whole job is going to be the same consistent color. Mm-hmm. So because you don't want to be receiving something that, you know, even the white, you know, it can be four different colors. And you don't want, yeah. you don't want to be receiving that mismatched colors. So I, yeah. I make all the pulp for a job all at one time. Awesome. Wow. And it helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it kind of sounds like when you're mixing ink for letterpress, you know, you go off of a recipe and that Pantone, you know, it could be a perfect match or it could be just the closest, but next time it may not be exactly the same, just, you know, the same idea. It, yeah. Yes, exactly. It's never exactly the same. I don't care yeah. what you say. <laughs> yeah, right. our eyeballs are only right. so accurate anyway, you know, yeah. <laughs> even with the glasses. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's definitely one of the things I love about your paper is that you offer the most incredible colors. I think mm-hmm. I like lost my mind when I saw the bright yellow that you did last summer. Oh, um, yeah. That was, I was like, this is incredible. Whoever thought that we would have like bright blue, bright yellow, these, you know, super saturated handmade paper colors, like just such an incredible option um, to have you. in your, that was, in your, op- your that sample was, packet. Um, lemonade. Yeah. So yeah. pretty. And you're so right, Sharon, like that original um, store that you purchased the Merlot handmade paper through, like you could find people who make colored handmade paper, but you reach out to them and like whatever they've mixed They've mixed, it's done once it's sold. And I bet a lot of that is fear of not being able to match the dye lots. Um, and they probably can only make, you know, s- smaller batches. So the fact that you offer, you know, 40 plus c- colors to uh, your club members and you make every order, you make it to order, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. Yeah. And that's why, you know, a lot of people will say, well, what do you have on stock? And it's like, uh, not a whole heck of a lot. Um, because <laughs> that reason is that I want it to be very consistent for a job. You know, I could make up a whole bunch of paper and sell them in packages of 20, but if they're going to buy 20, you know, they go to my ready to ship area on my website and they see, Ooh, you have 200, uh, packs of 20 so I'm going to get them all you know yeah. mm-hmm. well if you if you do that you might get 
a little bit of shade off here, a little bit of shade off here, as much as I try to match it. So I don't want people to be, that's the main reason. I don't want people to be disappointed when they receive mm -hmm. it and they want to use it for the same job. Um, I don't like to make people sad. I'm a very happy person and I aim to please. It's true. You know, sometimes it's, you know, it's not so good for me to be like that um, because I'm like the, just ask Mikey, you know, really, <laughs> yeah. you know? just ask Sharon, she'll do it. And I was like, oh no. Uh, but anyway, except for the cotton, the cotton always is white. Yeah. In fact, I just sent you uh, the information on the cotton that you wanted. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've like, I knew once it's, once I started, it was going to snowball and uh, I am excited to dive into some of the other colors, but I'm just happy that clients are requesting handmade paper. Um, even if it's, even if it's cotton white, because I love printing on it. It's, mm -hmm. it's just so much fun. It's so satisfying, isn't it? Everyone is like, oh, that's so deep and luscious. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm working on a confirmation with a client for some terracotta. And I'm like, what about the tissue? What about the envelopes? I'm like, just, <laughs> you know, we're always like pushing. We're like, but but this would be so pretty. What if we did this color? You know, it's like, what if we did this too? You know, so it's 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 so fun to have like all those tools at your disposal, like all those different color options, because it gives mm -hmm. you so many more opportunities to say, what if we did handmade paper? <laughs> yes. and I, was, I was actually very intentional when choosing the colors I wanted to make as well. Um, if you see, I know you both have my sample deck. So if you open mm -hmm. it up, they will all go with each other. They're Oh, you're the best. Yeah. One. Like, it's right here. I was just looking like, at it. Nine. You guys are so it's cute. Like, yeah. They just all go together, uh, except for the really, really bright colors that yeah. I did in the summer box, of course. Um, but they they all, I did it purposefully that way so that you could have lots of options to mix and match, kind of like animals, you know? Yeah. It's <laughs> perfect. You started doing vellum, was it last year or the year before that you started doing that? Yeah, it I started, I actually experimented with that two and a half years ago. I didn't start offering it till last year. Yeah. That's how I, long it took me to perfect it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I mean, no. I, it's, yeah, I think close. it's the most unique product out there. It's incredible, especially the one with gold flakes, obviously, but um, yeah. Yeah, just I think I thought that was like a whole nother level of like incredibly unique offerings for handmade paper. So, um, well, that just was... like the two of you, you know, we always at least I know I always want to push myself. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. I want to go the next level. I want to, I love vellum and I love using it as wraps. I, you know, I love using it as um, belly bands. And I'm like, I'm going to figure out how to make that. And so I did so much ex experimentation of a year and a half worth. Oh my and gosh. What I, I just tried different fibers, at beating it at different times and at different levels and weights and until I came up with my magic vellum. I don't see any yeah. other handmade paper makers making it. And I don't either. No. It's kind of a signature for me. Yeah, that's that. pretty. I think it's incredible. I love that. And it's so in like 
I saw it in photos a lot. And then to actually get a piece of it in the sample deck, I was like, wait, this is, it just feels even better than I thought it was going to because yeah, my I'll mind can't even wrap guys. around. I, I need to send you off a package because the larger sheets are even more, oh, they're so yummy. Um, and I'll do that. I'll send you guys some um, some vellum samples that are larger because they're nice and crackly and you could mm. you can letter press on them. You can um, foil oh press gosh. on it. You can digitally print on it. And of oh, course wow. there's tips and tricks for that. And I'm happy to share them with you, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to send you guys some. You'll love it. <laughs> oh my yeah. I'm, I'm so excited because it's so gorgeous and it's so unique. And I, I totally believe it when you say it took that long to figure it out. And we're very grateful that you didn't give up because, man, is it gorgeous. Thank you so very much. (laughs) I think you should share some of your tips and tricks with us. I think, um, you know, a lot of our listeners are other printers, of course. So any tips you have on registering handmade paper and trying to make sure that your prints are lined up when you're letter pressing would be helpful? Yeah, every kind of printing method is much more challenging. And that's why for those of you who are printing on handmade paper for your clients, you need to price accordingly. I'll say that again, please price accordingly. You are worth it. Your work, the time. Yes, you need to price accordingly. But, and I'm happy to share that with y'all too. You give me a how, oh, you guys have my pricing sheets, but Mm -hmm. anyway, I'm happy to share that. Uh, So tips and tricks. Okay. Let's see. First of all, I make my handmade paper. If you've noticed, I'm a printer myself. So I make my handmade paper in a way that is printer friendly. So like with letterpress, when I say that, you rely on a straight edge with manufactured paper, right? You rely on that straight edge. So I try my hardest to have all four deckle edges but as straight as possible. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah. I try to make my paper sizes very consistent and somewhat straight because I've been there. You know, the beautiful, gorgeous, um, wild deckle edges, they're awesome and I love them, but not so good for letterpress and foil uh, printing in general. Yeah. So... I specifically made mine that way. I make my molded decals so that they come out that way. I've specifically like, that's why I work exclusively with your papers because the edges are straighter and also they fit in envelopes, which is really Mm -hmm. hard to come by in handmade paper. Like those two things for stationers are crucial. And you are one of the few people who's actually thought of that. You know, it's like, being able to fit in a standard envelope is a hugely important important uh, factor as well. Yes, even though I do say I don't, I don't guarantee that. I say I don't yeah. guarantee that, but mm-hmm. because I'm a printer and I was a stationer before that, I know what you want. You need to have it to be able to fit into an envelope. So yeah. why mm-hmm. I would not make it larger? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because exactly. if you have to cut it down, you lose the whole beauty of the mm-hmm. deckle edges. So. Yeah. Okay. So some tips and tricks. So if there are some, if you want to print on handmade paper that has those beautiful decal edges, it takes more time, but this is how you can get it perfect every time. 
you got your ears open. I know, oh, like drum roll, I, drum roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're on the edge of our seat here. We're like, tell us, Sharon, tell us. So what I do is I digitally print out. Well, first, okay, I'm gonna use Adobe Illustrator. I'll put the square. Let's say a five by seven. It's a five by seven invitation. I will mm-hmm. print out the invitation with a black uh, rectangle around it, five by seven. I'll print it out. Then I will cut that out and I will place it on the handmade paper. And so mm. every time I line up the one straight edge of the manufactured paper, it may be slightly up, but at least it's straight and it mostly centered. So what I do is I use a guide sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smart. So smart. Up. And you can do it like on... And to, be even more accurate, like let's say you were printing on handmade paper in two colors or three colors, which most people won't do, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. Print it, print the design off on an eight and a half by 11. Keep the paper, uh, you know, uh, do, use a double-sided tape or a painter's tape works really good. It doesn't ruin the um, actual paper. It comes off nicely is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. If any fibers do pop up after you take the tape off, just take a bone folder and knock mm-hmm. them back down. Um, but anyway, so you put it on. It takes longer, but you are going to have perfect registration every time because you're using the manufactured sheet, you know, as as your guide sheet. So, so you're so you're taping the handmade paper on top of the guide sheet. Just to hold it in place so that it's right where you need it to be. Yes. And then the design, you know, this is how I register my design because you can't do the normal registration with handmade paper. It's Mm -hmm. impossible. You can't measure because every sheet is going to be different. So how I do is I place the, um, you know, the photopolymer plate Mm -hmm. on the design that I printed off. And then I place that onto the paper, which Mm -hmm. is onto the guide sheet. And I only do this if I want really close registration. I don't use guide sheets otherwise because it pretty much lines up. Okie dokie, you know, because my paper is, I'm just saying if you have like the beautiful decal edges that are more wild, um, you'll want to use a guide sheet. I use guide sheets sometimes when I'm digitally printing too, because, oh, this is another tip, Mariah, (laughs) because when you're digitally printing, I get tons of requests for digital print and white ink and all that yumminess. Um, And I do offer all that. But when you're digitally printing on handmade paper, you're going to get scuff marks and poopiness on the edges. It's just going to happen if you feed it in. I put it on a guide sheet, an eight and a half by 11. I do the same thing. Print it out with the rectangle, place it on. I use washi tape on the top and the bottom. They come out perfect every time. So smart. Amazing. nothing. Yes. It takes a little extra time. Yeah. But not in the long run if you're scraping off scuffs and having to make 5 million uh, extra sheets. Yeah, or wasting all that paper. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's not something you want to be wasting. Mm -hmm. So So guide sheets. (laughs) I love it. And, you know, like my brain is already thinking like – Um, Because I actually am digitally printing on the A7s that I'm that I just ordered. Um, 
and it's my first time. I did run some test prints with paper from my previous order through, but it's Uh my first time doing a whole like bulk situation. And I'm already like, okay, I could just lay out like five, eight and a half by 11s and tape five up at a time. And as they come out, swap them out. Yeah. And just like, yes. And I leave the washi tape right on there. Like I'll just lift it up, take it Mm -hmm. out. And as one's printing, I'll just do the new one. That's exactly how I do it. I lay out like five. If I have to print 300, I'll do like 10 of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. And print, you know, and it, it takes longer, but in the long run, it really doesn't take longer. Yes. And if you want to give me a holler and call me up and say, Sharon, this happened, this happened. I am happy to help you. <laughs> yeah. I'm already like brainstorming. I'm like, okay, I know in my printer that I usually get ink on this side. I'm like, I could put the washi tape on that corner and then solve that yes. problem. <laughs> from the yes. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. this is brilliant. Yeah, and if you don't want to buy washi tape, um, Mm -hmm. another really good one, and it's cheaper than washi tape, is, you know that paper tape that you can get, um, you know, at a pharmacy, or, you know, it's kind of, um, it's thinner paper, it's like washi tape, but it's yeah. so, and if you get it, like, in a one-inch width, just do that. Yeah, that's so smart. Amazing. I have tried so many tapes. I bet. I have an entire bin of washi tape that is completely useless. Like I don't know what I don't I don't Me know where too. I'm buying my washi tape, but like anytime I go to use it, it just like fluffs off. Like oh okay. yeah. For some reason I <laughs> bought too. these really teeny tiny washi tapes. They're like, I don't know, like an eighth of an inch or something. I'm just like, why did I buy these? Like what did I think oh. I was gonna use these for? Oh, <laughs> let me tell you, those are like those those teeny tiny thin ones are yeah. perfect for when it's really close to the edge. So yeah. you can just barely get on the paper to hold it there. Yes. So ma'am. smart. Mm-hmm. So smart. There's a use for every every tape in that drawer, I'm sure. <laughs> Wait, I've, I've got another use for you for that tiny washi tape. Yeah. Um, there have been times where I need to build up the impression of a line of text. Yeah. Oh, I should take it out just, to the press. Just that line of text needs it. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you ever have that? You're printing a paragraph and for whatever reason, sentence one is fine. Sentence two is fine. Sentence three, not fine. <laughs> sentence four, fine. Yeah, that's like, a good point. Yeah. yeah I'm I love that off- tip. I've never tried that. I'm going to do yeah. that because yes, that happens. Or even a period or a one letter. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes that little little washi tape comes in handy for that because it's like the perfect thickness to just add like basically half of the text weight. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. I should take all those weird sizes out to the press (laughs) because they're not doing any good in here. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. That's so smart. Sharon, I loved all those tips. Those were amazing. I'm trying. If I think of any more, I'll send them your way. Perfect. And I did think of something when you were talking about um, Mariah had mentioned fitting in the envelope. And, you know, this is the thing. Handmade paper. It's a handmade process. So number one, it is going to take time. And I know I've talked to you about this, that we would love to communicate to 
our other, our fellow designers, our clients, people who might be interested in having something printed on handmade paper, like number one, it takes time. And number two, it's handmade. And the beauty of it is that not every single piece is going to look the same. And it might just because of the edge, the registration might be off a little bit, but that's kind of part of its essence. Like it is not manufactured. It's not perfect. Yes. It's imperfect and it's beautifully imperfect. Perfectly imperfect. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, and I'm glad you said about the time because I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm crazy, crazy busy this year. I'm busy every year, but this year, I don't know what the deal is. I, the whole COVID <laughs> thing or whatever, but I can tell you that every day, there hasn't been a day gone by that someone doesn't send an inquiry to me that says, can you do this and can you rush it? Mm -hmm. And the answer is no, I I can do it. I yes, I can do it. No, I can't rush it because I do some depending on my job cue, but Mm -hmm. making handmade paper, literally it takes so much time. Let me just tell you, I had one client uh, say to me, a potential client, she said, wow, your envelopes are really expensive. And I'm like, you know what? They are. I'm not going to lie. They are. But you're never going to get an envelope like my envelope. Let me tell you what goes into this. I beat the paper. I beat the paper and then I mix it to make sure the water's all in it perfectly. And then I add pigment to it and I match it, you know, four buckets full. So they're all consistently colored. Then I pull every envelope one at a time. I don't do double on a mold and deco because when you start to try to do multiples on of large like a7s on one mold there is no way you can control the water and how much pulp because i'm a crazy uh person about getting the same amount of pulp across even if you Mm -hmm. don't that's a nightmare for printers yeah Mm -hmm. so i don't suggest larger sheets of paper uh, making them on uh, double on a mold and down so i pull every envelope separately then I put him in my, um, my aardvark. His name's Artie. <laughs> and that's a, that's a hydraulic press that squeezes out all the water. And then from there, I individually place it onto another dry sheet. And I pick out what I call a schmutz. That's a Yiddish word for, I don't want you in my paper. That's the <laughs> stuff. So I take little tweezers and I pick out all the schmutz and I don't know about you, but I have received handmade paper that has hair in it. And I just want a gag. It's like, no, I can't Mm -hmm. use this for my bride. No way. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like going to a restaurant. There's one floating around in your soup. It's like, oh, my God. Okay, time to leave. I can't even eat anymore. Nobody wants that. So I take, I, I personally, even though I have a team, I personally look at every sheet of handmade paper that goes out my door. 
So, and then, and then from there, I put them in the drying box. It takes 24 hours. Some people say um, 12 to 18, but I guarantee you that extra six of hours of dry is not going to cause the warping, the warping Mm -hmm. on the edges. Um, That is, those warps are not intentional. If people say, oh, you'll get the fun way, it's fun, but that's not intentional. That's a boo-boo. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's because you didn't let the paper dry fast, uh, dry enough. So 24 hours, I don't pull anything out before that. Then I pull them out and then I inspect every one of them. So time. So let's say you're doing 300 envelopes. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they're expensive. <laughs> yeah, for good reason. It's, for good reason. It's not. Yes, it's not the materials. It's like uh, with letterpress. It's not the ink. It's not the paper, really. It's the time that you set, spend setting up the press to make your invitations the most beautiful they can. It's yeah. lo- it's all laborious. So definitely, you yeah. know, that's what you're really paying for for quality yeah. work. Yeah, Mariah and I talk about this a lot of a lot of the time that when it comes to letterpress and I this directly extends to handmade paper as well. The cost of the material versus the amount of labor that goes into it is so drastically skewed towards the labor. Like, yes, my sheet of like manufactured straight edge cotton paper may only cost me 35 cents per sheet when I buy it wholesale, but the amount of time it goes into print, like prepping the entire order, prepping the press, printing it, especially if there's multiple colors, like it is really hard for letterpress printers to define their pricing because I think other people who sell like more uh, direct product like things that don't have as much labor built into them, they could kind of take material costs and multiply. Um, but you really have to understand like how much time and expertise is going into uh, mm-hmm. completing that project. And when you yeah. add handmade paper into that, I mean, the expertise to get this handmade paper that is perfectly sized and squared off, but still has that beautiful deckled edge, like, that is so much talent in that has been poured into your wedding invitations. Like so much talent and love and time and commitment yielded this wedding invitation. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and it's okay. It's okay if you say right up front, this may not be the avenue for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I don't, I only print on handmade paper. So that's kind of my specialty. I only make handmade paper and only print on handmade paper. But, you know, a lot of people, y'all print on uh, probably Cranes Letra, Savoy, all those yummy cotton papers. Uh, and you can offer, you know, other choices, maybe a smaller suite or, but the labor, you you can't. You just can't mm-hmm. compromise on that. It's. I told Jillian when we were talking yesterday, which I totally enjoyed talking to you. Oh, and call me anytime. You. And Mariah, too, please call thank me. Thank you. Uh, anytime. Uh, so I was saying, you know, I use the COGS formula, cost of goods sold. But what I start with, the most important part is not the supplies and and doubling or tripling, I don't know what right off the top of my head. The most important thing is what I put in there 
for the labor costs, mm-hmm. what I charge per hour. That's the most important part for me because, you know, I time myself. How long does it take for me to set up this foil job? How long does it take me to set up this uh, two-color letterpress? How, you know, and so I know approximately how long it actually takes me. So I plug that in, you know, and, and mm-hmm. multiply it over or divide or whatever. You know, you have to be a mathematician in this world, <laughs> world too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and come up with, you know, of course you want to look at industry standard too, because you don't want to be like undercutting anybody or you don't want to be charging, you know, too much, but you're worth it. Mm-hmm. Put that in your head. I wish everybody would put that in their head so that we could get to a pricing scale that is actually fair pay relevant to fair pay to what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. relevant to the labor and you know. So sometimes I don't like to pay attention to the industry standards because many people don't charge there are there are printers out there like uh, that are charging like next to nothing and i'm like how do you how do you do that how do you pay your electrical bill yeah you know yeah, yeah. let alone yourself uh, you know so if if it were more relevant and to what you're doing and providing um and i think the only way to get there is education so your podcast is like a gem it truly is and um, People need to listen to your podcast because you're very honest, transparent. You answer what people want to know. I love it. Thank you. And I think also like when pricing is concerned, especially for letterpress printers, but also applicable to anything handmade, um, you know, every time that you time yourself and you have this expectation of how long it takes you to set up, there's going to be jobs that go faster and there's going to be jobs that are 10 times longer just because some days Mm -hmm. it doesn't go right. And you know, if you can in any way make up for some of that lost time or make sure you're charging accordingly to cover that, then that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, because yes. sometimes your, you know, your ink isn't the right color or maybe your pigment's not the right color and you have to start from scratch and sometimes. that happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Many times, lots of times, a good percentage, you never know. <laughs> I, sw- I swear sometimes Gordy just decides he doesn't want to print and like I'll be yeah. out there and I cannot please him. I cannot. Like nothing can be resolved. I just have to say good night, sir, and leave and come back the next day. Well, and it's totally yeah. fine. It's totally yeah. fine. Well, with handmade paper, there's all kinds of things that I mean, the weather. I mean, I, I built a studio, you know, and I look back, I, I started in the laundry room, went moved to the garage. We live in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so my my number one helper, um, Sarah, she's like uh, God sent her to me. I know Aww. this. Aww. She, she's like my right hand person. She helps me with everything. And she's been with me from the beginning. That's so awesome. Sarah and I would be out in the garage in a hundred degree weather, just about dying, sweating, Oof. and we're hosing each other down, you know, and <laughs> or the couple of weeks that it's really cold, we'd be, we'd have um, rubber gloves on and scarves and hats out in the garage. So I finally, you know, I kept growing and growing and growing and I built this, my wonderful studio, which is the bomb. And it's, you know, the, um, 
the humidity, the environment is controlled now. Um, I have special humidity um, filters and all that good stuff. But before, if it was humid, and it still does because I have fans going, it's drying out the, you know, in the drying boxes, drying out the water. We work with water all day, uh, you know, all that good stuff. But there's all those little things. I'm sure, you know, temperature in working in a garage, if it's too cold, it's hard to print. If it's too hot, it's hard to print. You know, your ink's running off. Uh, you can't get it to mix if it's too cold. You know, all those things. So yeah. there's so many cons- considerations you have to make um, when setting up. You know, even the paper, like now, you know, people will say, can you rush this? Well, you know what? It's really hot here and I am in air conditioning. But for some reason, it does take longer. It's more humid. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. I wish I could just snap those fingers and bam, <laughs> here it is. If we could learn to control the weather, we'd be set. Yeah. <laughs> right? So do you have your like your printing equipment in your studio where all your paper making equipment is? Is it like the same areas at different sections? What's your studio I kind have- of setup look like? Yes, I had to be very careful of that because, you know, I'm working with water all day long and rust mm-hmm. is, is is not a friend of, you know, printing machinery. So one side of my studio, well, so you come in and the, the kitchen, bathroom, bedroom and all that is separate, mm-hmm. separated. And then you walk in and then there's a big, huge room that's just open with fans and all that good stuff. The sinks and the water and all the wet stuff is on one side. The printers are on the other. Um, And they're separated enough. And the drying boxes are on the wet side. They're separated enough that I haven't had any issues with rust. That's great. And, you know, maintaining your your presses is key. It's like you you mm-hmm. have to, I, I said, okay, Millie, you know, or or Wendy or Bernie, I'm going to feed you. You know, and by that, I mean I'm oil. <laughs> oil, yeah. I, I oil every time before I start a job, job, even if it's one drop or two drops. I mean, that's that's why they're they're built to last. I mean, yeah. um, Millie is 114 years young. Yep. You know, uh, they're built to last. Um, so you got to take care of them, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love that. And how many I want you guys to come visit me. I know. I was just thinking earlier, we're going to have to do a Texas road trip and see Charlie and see you. Like, who else is in yes. Texas? Let's go. <laughs> we were just talking about this. Yeah. Yes, and make some handmade paper, and yeah. you don't have to get a hotel room because I have two bedrooms. Oh, you're so And sweet. I have a kitchen. And, you know, I said, if we're going to build this studio, we're going to build it so that you could live out there if you wanted yeah. to. Because sometimes I feel like I live out there. Yeah. I love um, it. Yeah. It's amazing. You could make some handmade ribbon. I mean, some hand-dyed ribbon. Oh, all that'd the- be so fun. Yes. Well, Field trip. <laughs> This would be the best retreat in the whole wide world. Like, yeah. yeah. So, Jillian, so what are you me... doing this fall? <laughs> so, uh, let's do a pinky swear. Yeah. You're going to come visit. You will be, we'll be knocking on your door shortly. Don't you worry. <laughs> I would Absolutely. love it. That'd be so fun. So, who else do you have helping you right now in addition to Sarah? Yes. Oh, so I just put on um, Instagram, I did a little reel of Team Pressed and my husband, of course, um, 
And I wish he had, Sarah just made him a t-shirt that says, to poop to pulp. He, <laughs> he's, he's my pulp person. That's amazing. He makes pulp and he also removes schmutz and transfer sheets. He's an engineer. So I thought, perfect. He's a perfectionist. He's not going to leave anything in that paper uh-huh. that amazing. I don't want. So he does that. Sarah is, can do it all. She doesn't print, but she makes, she can do everything else, you know, uh, along with those envelopes, not just, you know, get, taking them out of the dryer. We also, John build, built me this scoring board just for handmade paper for my envelopes, A7, A9, it has them all on there. Mm-hmm. People ask awesome. me, can I buy one of those? Um, but anyway, um, we, we score each one, we trim each one so that they close nicely and then you know we tape each one um so yeah my envelopes are not expensive it's all relative yeah absolutely I have seen that scoreboard and that was the very first thing I thought was I wonder if I could buy one of those and then I well my fiance is also an engineer and I showed it to him and I was like if I ever get to the envelope making a phase of my business can you make me one of these and he was like yes I can yeah it's it's perfect it's you know and I'll send you if he would like to make a little money on the side John's like I'm not making 500 of those things um if he ever did you know I'll send all the inquiries to you about it there you go there you go whole side business He would probably love it because he loves to build machines. And right now he's building us another CNC cutter because Lord knows the two we have are not enough. (laughs) So, okay. So we, my husband wants a CNC, but not for, for, he doesn't want to make my, yeah, Yeah. but he wants one. He doesn't have one. He does a lot of wood turning and he would like to, to um, have that. Perfect. Yeah, we're so I'm always my boyfriend is not an engineer, but he does deal with a lot of my craziness, as you can probably imagine. And we're so lucky to have partners who just like are like, you want another piece of equipment? Okay, let's figure out where to put it, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah, you have to you have to have support. Otherwise, uh, you know, it's not good. It's not a good situation. But I also have so I have John, Sarah, and then we had um, some new neighbors move in. They have four daughters and summer, spring. Their four daughters are summer, spring, um, winter, and autumn. Oh, my gosh. How funny well, is that? Yeah. Easy to remember, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. So um, two of them come and help occasionally. So awesome. We, you know, and, you know, and help. That's another thing. It's like you don't have to do it all yourself. If you're yeah. so crazy busy, it's time to hire someone. Yeah, but then what you do is hand off, teach them the things that um, they can do for you and you do the things that only you can do, yeah, you know, definitely. So, and, you know, it's seasonal too, you know, wedding season, I'm, I can't even, I'm buried in pulp. And so that's when I need the help. So you yeah. tell people, okay, you know, you're going to, can you work part-time this many hours and it's going to be flexible and it might be at night, it might be in the morning, whenever, you know, if I see that I haven't finished a job and I have to ship it out tomorrow or the next day, it's like, ah, I need help. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, so, you know, you have to look at, 
do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> you, you have to hire and help to help you so that you're not working too hard and getting burnout. Okay. So I don't do that, but I do I have <laughs> hired help, but I still work nonstop. It's like crazy. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I do have a team. I have a wonderful team. My daughter, yeah. my oldest daughter, Jamie, she um, does social media for me. She recently stopped doing it. Um, the beginning of the year, she has two small kids and um, you know, they're in sports now and all different, of, of, you know, she's very busy. So uh, that's why you haven't been seeing as much on Instagram yeah. from me because I just don't have the time to do that. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to keep up with. Yeah. We, we go through Ugh. that same, I go through waves. Like Neither do I'll we. go through a kick where I have like a week where I post every day and I feel so proud of myself yeah. and then I just don't post for an unlimited <laughs> amount of time, you know, but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. My last post was from same bef- right before St. Patrick's Day. Like that's how long <laughs> yeah. it's been since I've posted. And you know what? I've honestly stopped being upset about yeah. it because I was like, who decided that yeah. this was yes. a prerequisite to anything? Um, if if your business is busy, then it's busy. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't need to be on social media. Exactly. And plus, you don't want to get. Well, maybe some yeah. people do, but I feel like I can get too busy. And if I'm too busy, I'm not happy. And if I'm not happy, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So, it's, you know. Yeah, it's the whole point of working for yourself, right? Is, you know, that yeah. you want to have just the right balance of being, you know, fully booked and just the right amount of busy and hopefully mm-hmm. profitable. And beyond that, it's like, you know, you yeah. can only do you so know, much. And that's why I, I was getting like... Oh gosh, before last year would would have been my third year. I could not keep up at all. It's like, oh my Lord, make it stop. Um, but so that's when I came up with the um mm-hmm. my press toll sale club. It's like, yeah. you know what? What do I want out of my business? I want to work with amazing creatives and you know, share ready to ship paper with people who just want to try it. But I want to work with designers, stationers, um, printers, and provide them services and products um, to make their life easier. Yeah. And I only want to do, have so many members where I can bump up those services, like lower prices and faster turnaround. So it makes their job easier. And you know, they can actually, you know, um, a lot of my wholesale members will stock up on the paper and then they'll, when they get them, they already have it. So their turnaround time is much faster. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, and they can profit on, on because you get wholesale uh, pricing, you know, wholesale yeah. pricing. And so that's what I wanted. And I wanted to consistently work with those people. And, it really is all about building relationships to me. I mean, an order's an order's an order's an order. But a friendship is a friendship. A friendship is someone that can call you up and say, I'm having a really poopy day printing. Help me. Can you look another set of eyes? Or, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it, I'm all about that. The relationships and 
I just, I'm very, very busy right now. And I'll be honest with you. I just, I took this staycation because I needed to stop for yeah. a minute. I, I haven't stopped, but I needed to slow yeah. down. Yeah. I really did. It's like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. Good for you. So. Good for you for acknowledging that and actually doing it because that's so many of us, I think, get caught in that like, well, but there's work to do, but there's work to do. I should do this work. And then it's like, it just goes on mm-hmm. forever and ever and ever. So good for you for taking a little time to yourself. You deserve it. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad you brought up the point of like pausing and asking yourself, like, what is it that you want to get out of your business? Um, because I've always found that really inspirational from you from the first conversation that we had over the phone. It's honestly made me pause and think about my business because you've said to me multiple times, I don't want to be a paper mill. I'm here to Mm -hmm. create relationships and to, um, you know, provide for those relationships. And, and that, Mm -hmm that's so special to me because there are people who, you know, they do want to keep leveling up and leveling up and making more money. And their goal is, you know, half a million or a million dollars in revenue. And they're structuring their business that way. But that doesn't mean that's the path for everyone. And I think right now Mm -hmm. that's the trending path on social media. It's the trending path, you know, in our peer group. And so you feel a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. to keep growing and growing and growing. But truthfully, like you have to ask yourself, is that what you want? And even beyond just being able to take breaks and rest and relax, it's like, maybe you do just want to be like an intimate uh, print shop where a few people Mm -hmm. come to you to get their services. And I've been really inspired by the way that you've uh, shaped your business, Sharon, and and it's definitely um, informed the way I hope I shape mine. Oh, thank you. That makes, that makes me, my heart really full of joy. Uh, You know, you can make, and I could, I could, hire more people, buy more equipment. And, but then you lose the whole, Mm -hmm. oh, the fun and the laughter and the craziness of working together as a small team. And yeah, I can make, I can make as much money as I want to, but if I don't have time to use that money to enjoy something, like, I mean, it defeats the whole purpose. Exactly. And you can, as a nurse, you can make yourself sick. Mm-hmm. You know, next thing your, your, your heart rate is going 500, you know, it's just going too fast and you're stressed and it's just not good. It's just not good. The whole thing is, it's, it, for me, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. For some people it may be, but yeah, my goal is not to make millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. My business is a six-figure business every year, the way I have it. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Because, you know, I I focus, I do quality improvement, and we continue to do make our product better. Um, and then the wholesale club, you know, if you treat your people in your relationships um, with love and care and tenderness, it's like, and you provide quality product, they're going to come back. Definitely. And, you know, because they enjoy working with you. Yeah. It, it, you know, sometimes I can, you know, I make mistakes. I'm human, 
I might send something out and they're like, don't worry about it. You know, that's why I ordered this many. And so if I do that, I'll send a big packet of free paper. It's like, I am so sorry. You know, you know, if that's what relationships are about. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, Yeah. So you get a handful of people like Mariah's and Jillian's (laughs) and it's like, I love those young ladies. They just give me energy. And your work is so beautiful. Oh, oh thank I you. I love the bright colors and your cards. Oh, my goodness. It's, thank you. it's beautiful. I just love it. Thank you so much. And Ryan and I are excited because we've started identifying who some of our, quote, unquote, Mariah and Jillian's are out of our client yeah. list. And um, mm-hmm. it's just, it feels really good when... I know the panic someone else is feeling because a client's changed their mind or whatever. And they send me this email and they feel like they're (laughs) dumping dread on me. And I'm like, you know what? We got this. I like, we'll shoulder it together. Yeah. yeah, We're doing this together. We got this. The answer is it can always be done. We just have to figure out the right, the right pieces to put it all together. Yes. And that's, and if you're not crazy, crazy busy, you have that time to give that extra support. And it just means the world to, you know, last thing you want is to be giving more stress to your bride right? or your event planner or, you know, any, you know, you don't want, they've got enough, you know, (laughs) enough on their plate. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're an absolute joy to work with. We're we're fortunate to have you in the in the paper world and creating something so so special. Scrumptious. Um, I, yeah. love it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Scrumptious you. is Thank the perfect so word. Yeah. I I have like I have the very first print that I printed. I was doing um an a reply card for another stationer, so it's not my artwork, but I was printing on on your paper and it's the very first one. And I taped it up to my wall because it is like literally so scrumptious. Like I look over at it and I'm like, <laughs> yes, that's amazing. That is why we're here. Yeah. This is, yeah. What, I do. This awesome. is what I put up with Gordy's crap right here. Exactly. <laughs> and vice versa. True. <laughs> true, true, true. Nice. Yeah. Oh, you guys are sweet. I just love you to death. Well, thank you so much for being awesome. here. We really, we loved learning more about the background behind Press Paper Plus Print. Your story is just so incredible and you are one of the kindest humans we've ever had the pleasure of meeting. So thank you oh. for sharing some of your time with us today. And I know it's it's a very busy time for you because you're about to yeah. go on vacation, which <laughs> you need. You need that vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Right back at you, you sweet, lovely ladies. <laughs> I enjoy working with you too. Keep up the great work. Your designs are awesome. I'm also inspired by you and your podcast. I love your podcast. You're just so real. Thank you. Thank you. Love that. Thank you so much. Wow. Okay. Oh, I love Sharon. I love Sharon. I love Sharon. We heart Sharon. We heart everyone from Texas, apparently. Like, what? Yes. Uh, I would love to formally request that Sharon adopt me. Is that possible? Yeah, probably. Um, But like, literally, what dates are we going to Texas? Because that would be so much fun. <laughs> Hot off the press, goes on the road. Yeah, anyway. um, 
That was amazing. Sharon is absolutely the sweetest, kindest, most adorable, wonderful woman. Um, I love her. Obviously, we love her paper and everything already, but she is just so fantastic. Yeah, I'm kind of speechless. I'm like overwhelmed. Like, it probably shouldn't be so shocking to get to spend time with people who are so nice, but it it's just rare, you know? <laughs> like. Well, you know, I mean, part of the reason we started this podcast is because everyone is so closed up about everything in letterpress and printing and stationery. Like everyone is so, and not everyone, obviously there are exceptions to every rule, but like in general, the community is very secretive and like hides their pricing and doesn't share their formulas and like all of these things or sources. And like to just meet people like Charlie, like Sharon, who are as open and honest and just like, sure, you want to know, I'll tell you. Like, that is just such, it makes me feel vindicated in creating this podcast. <laughs> yes. It's refreshing. Like, and it's yeah. like, that is exactly what we want to embody. Like, totally. the first time I was talking to Sharon, I was just telling her how, like, for fun to recycle my cards, I've made handmade paper in the same yeah. way she made that first batch by, like, putting that stuff in a blender, in blender and yeah doing it at my kitchen sink and whatever and she was like let me know if you need tips or formulas she <laughs> yeah, was ready to so answer kind. any question like and I was like no 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 you don't understand like from that experience I realized wow hand hand making paper is so much so like yeah I am just grateful to have found you but Like, that's exactly the type of people we want to find because if you hold your cards close to your chest, you're just building an island and, like, you may think you're preserving yourself. You may think that you're putting, you know, protecting yourself from competition, but really you're blocking yourself off from totally joining, like, a genuinely loving community that is going to make what you do more enjoyable. Agreed. If the amount of rush orders have proven anything, it's that there are not enough printers out there right now. There are not enough letterpress printers out there right now to fulfill the demand. Yeah. And like, I mean, we are dealing with so many paper issues. And like, like Sharon was saying that, you know, she's like, I could work as much as I want to. I can make, you know, like I can make paper infinitely, but there's, you know, you sacrifice quality and you sacrifice this like personal touch and this relationship building. And like, that is so much more important than having it a week sooner. You know, like, yeah. it's just, yeah, there's so many more important things. Like, I think we're so used to as a society, just having everything like readily available that like, we forget that like, by waiting, you get something that is absolutely made with love and care and attention to detail. And, you know, that's just so much more special. Um, and you know where it came from. Like, yeah. that's that is something that people like, kind of forget, like, I've been trying to track down like where our paper is actually made so that I can find like where is the easiest point for me to get to intercept it yeah (laughs) because I wanted to stop going to like seven different places before it gets to me yeah and like most papers are made overseas you know what I mean like yeah Sharon's in Texas she's literally like you submit an order and she goes to her studio and makes that order now is it going to take three weeks? Absolutely. Is yeah. it worth that three weeks? 100%. Also, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I think it's just a big shift in like mentality and society as like as a whole, but it's just so nice when you meet people like Sharon and like, obviously you and I, like I 
don't buy handmade paper from other people because Sharon's is amazing, but also Sharon is amazing. Like yeah. her paper, her paper is superior in a lot of ways. And she also is an incredible person. And those two things combined, it's like, well, why would I go elsewhere? You know? So yeah, we're lucky. We're lucky to have yeah. Sharon and her magical, colorful paper um, yes. available. Yay. Well, thank <laughs> you so much to everyone who is listening. I'm sure uh, you feel the same way we do about Sharon, just thinking that she's such a lovely human. Um, and if you do, which I'm sure you do, you should go follow her on Instagram because you will get to see all of the beautiful paper and silk hand dyed silk ribbons like this yeah. woman is like what? making it all. So if you want to follow her on Instagram, the handle is at press paper. And, uh, and while you're over there, you should follow us on Instagram. If you're not already at hot off the press pod. Yay. Yay. You could slide into our DMS. You could submit some questions. If you have questions, you could suggest an episode. If there's something, if you've loved this interview and you're like, you know, I wish they would interview this vendor, let us know. Like if there's something you want to hear, you want to learn about, um, we're here for you and we want to do that. So at hot off the press pod DMS, best way to get a hold of us. Cause Mariah and I love to procrastinate on social media. Um, <laughs> Boy, do we, but we also have a new email address. Yeah, we do. We're like official new email address. Woo. So that is hello at hot off the press podcast.com. Ooh, boy. It's a mouthful, but you know what? It's the best way to get a hold of us, so. Yeah. So literally come say hello. (laughs) Seriously, come say hello, and you know what that means. We have a new email address. That means we also have a website. It's Yeah, we're so excited. We're so excited. We have so many things that we're working on and they're finally starting to feel like they're coming to fruition and we can't wait to share them. Yes. We're so excited. Um, Launch date is TBD yet because as we talked about in this podcast with Sharon, we are busy, busy girls. We are printing our little hearts out right now and I am preparing (laughs) for uh, a two-week celebration of my wedding and Mariah's preparing for another birthday. So, um, yeah, but we're really excited about the website. We're excited about the guide and we are thrilled to have had now our second guest on the podcast. Yeah. And we have two more guests coming up this next month. We have Britt from Swell Press and we have uh, Madeline and uh, Mark from the International Printing Museum in LA. So stay tuned because we've got a couple fun people coming up. Um, yeah, so this next month is going to, this month, April is going to be absolutely awesome. So, so much to come and thank you all for tuning in because you listening is the reason we're still doing this and we're going to keep doing this. Um, and yeah, thank you for being here. Yeah. Feel free to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform you listen to us on and that's it. That's it. Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.